It's finally finished, but we're stuck in supernatural purgatory. This podcast is a rewatch of all 15 seasons and hopefully our way to finally escape this show. Join us once a week for a fun, informal discussion on each episode and leave comments on any specific upcoming plot points you'd like us to discuss. This week, we are talking about Bugs, <laughs> episode 8. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we spoke last episode about this being the worst rated episode of Supernatural. Um, so it only has 7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is still fairly high, but I feel like maybe that might have gone up recently because I was like looking at some of the reviews and it recently has some 10-star reviews um, because people have been throwing some shade <laughs> at another <laughs> certain episode by upvoting this one. So I don't know what it was um, before November. Uh, it may have been lower. So (laughs) this was also directed by Kim Manners and I think you can kind of tell he has a very distinct style and uh, yeah, I like it. It it feels kind of darker and edgier, I think, his style of directing and I can kind of appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. The writer was uh, Rachel Nave, I think that's how you say her name, and uh, Bill Coakley. Uh, so two writer credits on there. Um, they haven't done any other episodes that we've watched so far, I, I don't believe. Yeah, no, and she, so I was just looking up um, Rachel Nave. Um, mm-hmm. She only wrote this one episode. Oh, okay. I was um, really surprised at this episode because obviously, like, you go into it thinking, oh, this is, this is like the worst rated episode of Supernatural, like, nothing's going to happen. But controversially... <laughs> <laughs> I think the the main plot points in this, I think this is a better episode than Hookman. Um, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. in agreement with you on that one. It's not all good. There are some problematic things with this episode. Um, but I think in terms of storyline, like main storyline, it's important, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, can, if you can get past, like, everything else. Yeah. It, like, I think... I guess, does that one scene really balance out against the entire 42-minute uh, episode? Like, yeah. mm, it's not it's not super, super balanced in that, so. Yeah. But I guess we can get into it. And yeah, let's kind of go it. through a little bit. So we start in Oasis Plains, Oklahoma, um, and we're at a housing development, and they're making a point of this being like houses for rich people. <laughs> I really are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay so i'm just going back on that a little bit yeah it's not really it it is like (laughs) it's middle class housing definitely suburbia like it's like especially so i mean 2005 the housing market was not horrendous so Mm. i'm pretty sure these construction workers could actually afford these houses um i mean anyway yeah i mean I don't know what the housing market was like in Oklahoma <laughs> in 2005, 2006, but yeah, they don't seem like amazingly over the top. So there's a guy there from like the gas and power place and he's with another person. I think they're called Dustin and Travis. They, they He's looking at something and then a sinkhole opens and he falls into it. And he's like, oh, my ankle's broken. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and they show you the broken ankle. It's really, it's oh, kind of graphic. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like his, 
I'm not sure if the bone's protruding, but it's definitely bleeding. It's really, it's not nice. This whole episode made me kind of like make that noise throughout most of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, bugs don't bother me that much. I thought it would maybe more, but um, I'll be honest, this this episode's janky enough that it kind of didn't bother me. So he's falling down this hole and his friend's going to try, well, his co-worker is trying to go get a rope to save him. And in the time it takes for him to go get a rope, I don't know, he gets eaten by bugs, I guess. I'm not sure what actually happened to him. I think it's like his brain got eaten. Ugh. Oh, yeah, because they or say something. about like his brain disintegrated. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't show that. That's, but, I mean, yeah. All they show is like his bleeding from his eyes and his nose and his ears. Yeah. It's still kind of... Not pleasant. So the bugs ate his brain. Ew. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's the um, opening sequence um, and how we're introduced to, I guess, the monster in like quotation marks of the week, which are insects. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to a biker bar. And we know it's a biker bar because it has loads of bikes outside. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Sam's like sitting on the um, bonnet of the Impala reading a newspaper and Dean comes out looking pretty pleased with himself because he's got a ton of cash. Yeah. That he's, I guess, just hustled. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, if you're, that's kind of brave to hustle at a biker bar. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I wonder how many fights he's got in over the years. Um, Probably too many. Too many. But they have a little conversation about how they make money because I think Sam says, like, shouldn't we get day jobs? And yeah. he said, like, hunting is our day job. It doesn't pay very well, obvs. Um, so <laughs> they have to hustle and do credit card scams. You know, we could get day jobs once in a while. Hunting's our day job. And the pay is crap. Yeah, but hustling cool? Credit card scams? It's not the most honest thing in the world, Dean. Well, let's see. Honest, fun, and easy. It's no contest. Besides, we're good at it. It's what we were raised to do. Yeah, well, how we were raised was jacked. Yes, yeah, says you. And this, okay, this whole episode starts with this conversation that is themed throughout that they're kind of alluding more to their relationship with John and how it works. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, this, I think Dean says, like, this is how we were raised. And I think Sam says, like, well, how we were raised was jacked. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of setting the tone for the whole kind of interactions between them in this episode. Definitely. And so he's like, he mentions that, uh, Sam mentions that it's not honest work, like doing like the scams and hustling and stuff. Yeah. And then Dean's like, but it's not fun and easy, like you know, <laughs> doing all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an interesting, like, it's weird what their, um, what their morals are i guess yeah because obviously dean feels very strongly about like saving people but not so strongly about scamming people <laughs> i i think that he would see it as like this is what they have to do in order to save people so that's how he yeah, would like true. morally like pass it out yeah um whereas i think sam thinks maybe they could do something more legal i don't know i mean there must must be ways to make money more legally and i, I guess i they never really deal with this issue. Like in later seasons, they just kind of get money from somewhere. They don't really discuss it again. Yeah. Well, so there is that. I think it's in. I think it's season fifteen, mm. um, where you know they've they've lost all their luck. 
Yeah. And like they mentioned something about like a credit card that they mm-hmm. had. Um, so that's like unlimited and like they never have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I feel it's... like um Charlie set something up for them actually. Yeah, that so yeah. that's where it comes from. So I guess but I mean that's not Charlie's not introduced until what, season seven, maybe eight? Yeah, it must be season seven. Um so yeah, you know it I, I kinda like it. It's interesting to look at how they think about what they're doing as well. It starts off this conversation between sort of Sam not very happy with it and Dean's like, well, this is our life, so get yeah. over it kind of thing. <laughs> um, so Sam introduced, like, he introduces the case to Dean and because this guy, they think that he died of mad cow disease, which is crazy. <laughs> um, mad cow. It's not on Oprah. You watch Oprah? And Dean's like, what, like on Oprah? So apparently Dean watches Oprah. But are we, I-, I mean, we know about him now that he watches tv like a lot somehow (laughs) so it didn't come as a surprise to me but i guess if you watch this originally like okay that's pretty funny (laughs) yeah well and also the look that sam gives him is like you watch oprah (laughs) like Like it's daytime television right oh i don't know what time oprah was on but it feels like daytime tv yeah it makes sense what else are you gonna do while you're sat in motels for like hours days on end right exactly and like when you're when they were kids, that's all they did. They sat in motels all day, or and like did homeschooling and stuff. So yeah, you know, sure. like you're gonna watch TV, and Oprah was massive. So yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they say about the guy's brain's been disintegrated. It seems like ooky spooky enough for them to go have a look at it. Um, mm-hmm. So they go, and the shot they use of the Impala driving from one side of the screen to the other on their way there. I think they definitely used that shot before. Yep, and it was a dead in the water too. So uh, I'm guessing that um, Kim Masters really likes that shot and was like, you know, let's use it again. Yeah, it's a nice shot to be fair. It's very overcast, very like. Um, Man, I'm sorry, the Masters. Is. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I can't think of the word. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a- atmospheric. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So they go talk to the um, guy called Travis, who was with um, Dustin when he died, and they're pretending to be like Dustin's nephews, and uh, they don't really get called out on this at all. Like he goes along with it, and it's just a bit of exposition. So he yeah. tells them like where it happened, what happened, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, and it's, then it's very sort of boom 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 boom. This yeah. is what we need, the information we need to get to the location, basically. Exactly. So they arrive at the housing, um, like like estate, and uh, they find the sinkhole. And Dean decides that someone's going down that hole. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this moment. It's a really yeah, good sibling moment. I know reverse psychology is used a lot, but it kind of is because yeah. he's like, "I'll go," and Sam's like, "No, I'll go. We'll flip a coin." And then like he grabs the coin out of the air and yeah. says, "No, I'll just go." Flip the damn coin. <laughs> Call it in the air, chicken. I'm going. I said I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I was thinking, like, before they actually, like, flipped the coin and then didn't flip it, I was thinking, like, maybe Dean, like, manipulates sometimes so he ends up going because it seems like a very, like, Dean thing to, to do, like, pretend he doesn't want to go and then end up, like, going anyway. And then Sam was like, no, I'll just do it. And he, like, let him. I was like, oh, okay. I was quite surprised by that. Um, yeah, me too. But, they but then we don't even yeah yeah they don't show them go into the hole. You just like they sort of 
fade out and it's now like as close up of um Sam's hand with the bug in it. With the yeah, they're, they're like back like... in the Impala, like driving away. Like, oh, I want to see him go down. <laughs> go down yeah, the me too. So, um, so I'm going to bring attention to something. When I was making the the like art for this episode, um, so what I do, I go through the like episode and see if I can find like kind of cool shots from each one. Mm-hmm. And I stopped. Because I really liked the way that this was framed and everything. So I was like, okay, this is the one we're going to use. But when you zoom into it, it doesn't look like it's actually them. Like, if you, I mean, I don't know how, how big you can make your... Obviously, I can see it much bigger because I have the artwork. But you can tell that it's not them. Or, like, it. I'm not sure if it's stand-ins because Dean's face is the like it's too bright on his head yeah. and like his neck is in the wrong position like it's as if he was looking forward and they like just put his head to look down it's really really weird and even sam's head yeah like very badly photoshopped almost yeah yeah so i was just when i was making the art i was just like what and I, as i looked at it more it got worse and i was like do i bring it up do i not bring it up i'll bring it up and yeah it's it it made me that people have a look. <laughs> See how yeah. weird it looks. Mm-hmm. I like that we so just it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and go look back at that scene and you'll also see it. Like, it's it's not good. I don't know <laughs> what what they were thinking at that point. But I don't know what okay. happened. Like, the, the, <laughs> the CGI and the effects this episode are all over the place. Like, I don't know what happened, but it's, it's all over the place. <laughs> like, really. Yeah. So I think this is maybe indicative of that. Okay. Probably. So they're driving away from the sinkhole and they see an open house that has a free barbecue. So they're all in for that. Well, Dean is. Um, (laughs) And so they turn up to the house and this is the first time this happens. And I forgot that this happens in early seasons where they're like mistaken for a couple. Let me just say, we accept homeowners of any race, religion, color or sexual orientation. We're brothers. Um, When they turn up to the places. I like I get people might like read more into this, but actually <laughs> if you were like turning up at an open house with someone, I think people are just gonna automatically assume that you are a couple because generally siblings don't buy houses together. Usually. This is true. This is true. So, um before they get actually into the house, mm-hmm. um, Sam and Dean have a conversation of like, Don't you want normal? And Sam and Dean's like I'd rather have our family over normal any day. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. The manicured lawns. How was your day, honey? I'd blow my brains out. There's nothing wrong with normal. I'd take our family over normal any day. But, like, yeah. having having this, like, suburban life is seems, like, beyond him and, like, really just... He finds it, like the worst which is kind of interesting yeah it's so weird to me like early season dean like he's like yeah I th- you know if i had to live somewhere like this i'd go crazy or i can't remember what he says mm-hmm. you know I th- it's just this episode is i don't know i find it weird to me how much dean is like defending john and defending their lifestyle mm-hmm. and sort of almost performing like how much he likes how they're I don't know I guess it's all he's really ever known whereas Sam's had kind of a taste of normality right with college Mm -hmm. so I don't know it's this it just 
It feels a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they, they, they have this conversation walking up to the house. And like I said, they're greeted by Larry, the estate agent. And I said, they get mistaken for a, a, a couple as they walk through the house. And then again, as well, like when they're in the garden, they're introduced mm-hmm. to a lady whose name is um, Linda, I think. And she yeah. also... Like so, the first time I think Dean says like, "Oh, we're brothers," and the second time he just rolls with it. I think he calls yeah. Sam like, "Honey," <laughs> and like slaps him on the butt. <laughs> as he walks away. Well, let me just say that we accept homeowners of any race, religion, color, or sexual orientation. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna go talk to Larry. Okay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he was just like, you know what? If people are gonna assume, I might as well just go along with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to keep happening, so, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're inside the house with Dean and Larry, and um, he's just sort of explaining what the houses are going to be like with a steam shower and (laughs) this kind of stuff. And then uh, Dean notices, like, jars of bugs, which, like, why? Why would you have just jars of bugs in your house i know that um. he's like the son is like interested in them but like the way they had he had so many crickets in that one like mason jar i'm like the only reason why you have that many is if you have a snake or like something. a lizard yeah a lizard or something i mean i have i do have a friend who has a little bugs in their house and like shout out if you know who you are <laughs> but um <laughs> Like, they don't take up much space. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, because you can keep them in a jar or like a small... Like, yeah, but um, you shouldn't you shouldn't keep them in jars like that. They should be in a proper little, you know, terrarium thing. So that's right, that's what be thinking. nice to your bugs if you're going to keep them. Uh, but she has like um, big giant like millipedes and things. Uh, very cool. I quite like them. I don't like spiders so much, but... Other bugs, I don't mind them. I think the the bigger they get, the cooler they look. If that makes sense. Yeah, that make, that does make sense. <laughs> I know you don't agree unless, with me. <laughs> no, and unless it's a cockroach, and and that way, no, they they can just the smaller ones are harder to get rid of. But yeah. I rather have that than the massive ones that we eventually <laughs> see in this episode. I have the medium sized ones that come into this in my apartment a couple of times. Ooh. Um, luckily not too often, so it's not. Not the worst, but it's hmm. enough to like. It's, it's usually around. when like, yeah. well, yes, because it's usually like I see them at like five o'clock in the morning. Like I've just gotten up <laughs> to go to the bathroom, yeah. and I'm like, oh no, I have to I have to deal with that because it's gonna just stay in here and attract more. So it's just like, oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so we go back yeah. outside, and Sam is talking to the sales lady, um, Linda. Oh yes, a and, and then yeah, he sees a tarantula like creeping up on her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of see like this teenager in the background like kind of snickering and they do then cut to his face to show that he's like trying to be a bit of a prankster with this spider and so like sam basically sam looks really bored with this conversation like okay <laughs> whatever i don't really need to know all the details of this house kind of thing or this yeah. development so uh he sort of says you know excuse me and goes and picks up the spider mm-hmm. and hands it back over to his name's Matt, I believe. Yeah, the Matt. Son. Although better known as uh, Samandriel. <laughs> so, 
Like, yeah, because his actor um, obviously comes back later on to play Sam Andrew, although he's, he's Matthew in this episode. I wonder if we could, like, realistically say they are the same person. I think they could be. Maybe he's Sam Andrew's be. vessel. Yeah. I think canon-wise, yeah. it works mm-hmm. fine. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's jarring sometimes because this happens a lot. And I think a lot with some of these actors in this episode. Um, but that they they do come back later on. I think we talked about that before, but yeah. Um, to be fair, when um, Samandra appears later uh, on in the seasons, I didn't clock him as that boy from Bugs. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what well, angels come in so much later? Like you know, his years years later. So of course, he he's a, he looks like a teenager in this episode, so he'll look mm-hmm. less like a teenager later on. So it's kind of yeah, exactly. So like. They are talking about this, like, you know, he kind of tells him off a bit for, like, the spider, like, it's not cool. Um, mm. And then, like, Matthew gets called away by his dad and, like, gets sort of shouted out on the porch. Sam says to Dean... Remind you of somebody? Like, as in Larry, uh, like, comparing him to John. And, mm-hmm. like, Dean looks kind of confused about this, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. And I feel like... So Sam says to, Sam says here, like, well, Dad never treated you like that because you were, like, the perfect, like, one or whatever. Dad never treated us like that. <laughs> well, Dad never treated you like that. You were perfect. He was all over my case. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, Sam, like, he doesn't know, does he? He doesn't know all the, I don't think, at this point, all the, like, crap that John has put Dean through over the years. Yeah, no, not at all. But at the same time, like... So I kind of understand a little bit with this one being mm. a younger sibling. It always looked like my older bro- my my only older brother got ch- it. I know I know it was not true, but like yeah, when you're when you don't have the conversation that obviously they need to have yeah um with John, you do look like look at it like your older sibling got treated better than you a little bit. Um, uh, yeah I mean so I am I am the oldest and I've had this conversation with my younger brother and and we're kind of similar in in age difference to like Sam and Dean I guess it's, it's, it's like five years so he's you know he said to me before like I wish my like the, our parents wouldn't compare me to you you know mm-hmm. and I think this is like I can I guess I can sympathize with that although I don't know the feeling like it must be difficult for people to do things first in your family and then you be compared to them afterwards. And I think that's yeah. probably what's happening here, right? So you know, John's trained Dean to be a, a good hunter, and then maybe if Sam doesn't pick it up as quickly or is less um, inclined to want to do it, he's going to feel like he's being compared to that and mm-hmm. is judged for exactly. it. Yeah. Right. So like it does. So looking up to your older sibling, sometimes you do feel like your parents think that older sibling is much better than you it's really Mm. it's really messed up it's really annoying because like i know that it's not true Mm. but growing up you're just like oh i'm being compared to this person so it's kind of but then like i've had the conversation with my older brother that like he felt like that i was managed to getting away with things that he could never do oh yeah for sure like so my my younger brother got away with loads of stuff that i never would have been able to get away with and that's just the truth And I mean, it's true for me too. So it's just, it's kind of you know. I guess this is what they feel like too, because yeah, you kind of you kind of pick it up a little bit because 
Dean also says, like, I guess it's a little bit later on in the episode, but like, yeah, he does come back to come back to that a little bit. Yeah. So I think it feels like a really real conversation, and I can totally yeah. see it. But I do think it's a shame that Sam doesn't have more context sometimes because I mean. Dean's also kind of right, like, Sam did get away with a load of stuff. I don't know if Dean would have got away with going to college, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, they do, like I say, they do discuss it a bit more later on. So they discuss that there was another murder um, where a uh, surveyor was killed by, like, a load of bees, mm-hmm. uh, like, death by bee stings. Um, and they're discussing what this could be. So they think, could it be a ghost? They're like, no, there's not really any, like, I think it's a spiritual activity. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're having this conversation it, while Sam's driving, which I thought yes. was really weird. This episode, Sam's driving everywhere for the most part. And I was just like, "What? what's going on? Like, why Why is he in the driver's seat in this one? Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh, Sam's driving. I think Dean was looking <laughs> something up maybe in the journal. Uh, maybe yeah. he wasn't driving. Yeah, it, I, I thought it was quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> So they're thinking like maybe it could be like a psychic connection. They're like, oh, well, it could be that kid, you know, the one with the weird bugs. Like, that's not a big stretch. <laughs> <laughs> right. They make a reference to a Willard, which is actually um, a story mm. of some kind. Um, oh, I don't know this it's the, one. It's in the trivia of the episode. So, okay, in the trivia it says, Dean suggests that maybe the bugs are being controlled by someone. Sam says, you mean like Willard. And Willard is a 1971 horror movie about a social mm. misfit who befriends and then trains a group of rats to do his bidding <laughs> oh i've never heard of this movie yeah that sounds legit okay mm-hmm. um yeah so they pull up and like dean pulls up an empty house and was like we're staying here <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna squat in an empty house did you notice as he because like dean gets out because obviously sam's driving and pulls up the garage door that as Sam mm-hmm. pulls into the garage, he like smacks him in the stomach through the <laughs> through the Impala window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I well, I didn't know if he I didn't see that he smacked him, but I did see like I thought he like ran over his foot or something. Like, no. On... <laughs> I, I like rewound it because I was like, why did he flinch like that? Oh, he just like smacked like or, like hit him through the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a good place to stay. Nicer than a motel, I guess. Yeah, and like technically there's such things as squatters' rights, and <laughs> since it's an empty house, and uh, well, they did break in, so technically they can't be squatters. I think the only way you can squat is if like it's open, so you oh. go in and then close the door, and then that's it. I, I mean, I don't know what the real garage. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then we we cut back to to Linda, and she's watching TV, and they're talking about mosquitoes and like West Nile virus and. Like, as she's watching it, she gets, like, bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> so, I guess, like, then she decides to go have a shower. And so, I just put... Wait, she got no? bitten by a mosquito? In, in yeah. the one I saw, she, a spider comes across her face. Was it a big spider? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a mosquito, because it made sense. Maybe I wasn't watching properly, but it made sense. They were talking about mosquitoes on the TV, and then there was a mosquito in her room. It kind of, like, she smacked her cheek. So, I mean, they might have changed it. But in, so in the version that I saw on Netflix, it's a giant spider that like crawls down from her hairline and like across her face. That would make more sense. Maybe I couldn't see it. To be fair, <laughs> I was watching this in the daytime and these scenes are so dark. 
like sometimes yeah. it's really hard to see like detail in them so i'll go with sure i'll I, I agree with you it probably was a big spider Ugh, that makes it worse <laughs> no um, <laughs> so, so she goes into the shower and i just wrote here bad cgi spiders because i don't oh, think there are spiders <laughs> yeah it was it would look like black pieces of fuzz just like coming out I think they Ugh. wanted to CGI spiders and then realised they couldn't get the detail on them that they wanted to get. So just made them kind of black shadows that looked like spiders. Um, Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. this makes her freak out and she breaks through the glass of her shower and sort of cuts mm-hmm. herself. And I don't think that's what kills her though because it then shows like bugs crawling on her. So I think she probably hurt herself and then the bugs got her. Yeah, yeah, because like she crawls away and there's like a trail of blood, like yeah, um, leading to her body, and she's dead. Anyway, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so so the, the next scene is like I've seen this so many times I didn't know it was from Bugs. Um, where it sounds like banging on the bathroom door, being like, "Get out of the shower!" They're like the police are are like investigating a murder. And Dean answers like a towel wrapped around his head. <laughs> Someone was found dead three blocks from here. Come on. The shower is awesome. Come on. <laughs> He's like, the shower is awesome. Why are you a towel on your head, dude? Right. <laughs> you know, he, want, he wants that pampered life. He wants that pampered dude, life. You do, you do. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I forgot that scene was from this episode. So when I saw it, I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, so why? Like the necklace that he wears is like a is um a cord, right? Yeah. So wouldn't you take that off because that's just gonna get wet and nasty? Yeah, I guess so. But like, there's you know, there's people in the world that wear lots of like bra- you know, fabric bracelets and things, and don't necessarily always take them off to shower. You know, like festival ones yeah. and stuff it's just cope i mean yeah that's true i mean i know i used to and that's why i'm like i remember like the feeling of it and it's, it's i wouldn't do it now that's, that's for sure yeah same. unless I'm unless it was well maybe something really say, sentimental which it is right mm-hmm. yeah so maybe he's just concerned about losing it especially in like a strange house yeah um so they they do go i guess dean gets out of the shower pretty quick and they go up to the crime scene and i don't know why this tweets like as funny for me but i was like why do they have umbrellas like they just don't seem like guys who would carry umbrellas <laughs> i don't know what that means or anything um i just found it amusing i guess it's easier to film if they have umbrellas because of continuity with like how wet your hair gets and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i remember watching i think it's suicide squad which is really badly edited and there's one scene where like harley quinn's hair goes from like wet to dry to wet to dry yeah like really, mm-hmm. yeah, in one scene, yeah. terribly. I mean, that whole movie was a mess. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, I guess hopefully, the next one's going to be better. Anyway, we also, this is where we find out her name's Linda Bloom. Yes, that's correct. Um, and they're going to break into her house to go see what's up with the crime scene, um, which has happened a few times now. They've been breaking into these houses. Though, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so this is how you break into a house and look cool. <laughs> like in comparison to last week where you know they kind of like flopped into the windows and stuff yeah. <laughs> they actually like properly climb in like it's kind of cool how they did it like shooting up to the sky and they like yeah walk across i guess it's like fence to fence and you saw sort of see them step over it's kind of cool and then like climb up 
Yeah, this was definitely like th- you could tell that the directing this episode was better. I think like some of the shots mm-hmm. are much cooler. Um, yeah. So they go in and they, I, but to be fair, they manage to find the exact window that they need again, just like last time, just on that first yeah. try. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, the like body outline that they have in tape just looks really <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. It does. So this this is another really cool shot because like it was in the mirror and then like it turned around and then yeah. it was actually them, which I thought was really cool. Like if if it didn't have the janky like tape outline, which I don't think they even do. No. Um, but they they have a thing of just like going into active crime scenes. Like they don't care <laughs> at all. Like Wait, they pick up a evidence? towel. Yeah. <gasps> and like <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I just yeah I just wonder how much. I mean, I guess in the late, there's a, the, there's a later seasons, is it like season three? I can't remember, but like they, there is a kind of comeuppance for all this kind of stuff they do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, how many like criminal investigations did they mess with? Like, do you know? <laughs> and Probably yeah. too many. Probably too many. Because they're just like walking with their must be muddy shoes because it's raining outside over all this like yeah. glass and blood. Um, no attempts made. Like carry shoe covers, guys. <laughs> right and gloves like yeah gloves especially like so sam's a lawyer so he knows like i'm not sure if he was going into civil or criminal law i can't remember if they ever mentioned that yeah but like come on come on come on <laughs> <laughs> so like dean picks up a towel i like the worst like plastic fake looking spiders <laughs> fall out of it like, oh this should have been a clue that maybe supernatural isn't such a good show <laughs> Yeah, it, it, okay. They did their best. I think, to be fair to the like people who worked on this one, I think maybe it, insects are quite difficult a thing to like convey and show, and they probably did the best they could with very hey, limited uh, resources. <laughs> okay, so once they've investigated this crime scene with the bad plastic spiders, they decide that they need to go find Matt because like to see what's up with the weird bug boy. <laughs> Yeah. I think they call him like Spider Boy and yes. Sam turns around and says calls him no his name's Matt. So it's kinda it's kinda interesting. Yeah, like Sam's vibing hard with Matt, you know, in this episode. Yeah, he definitely. sees himself in him. So maybe Dean teasing him's like hitting a bit close to home. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So I mean I don't I don't get how they knew where the bus stop was gonna like where the school bus was gonna stop. But maybe they saw like a bus coming in, so they're just like slow down. Um, but they they see the school bus, and Matt gets off, and they're like, "Hey, isn't his house in the opposite direction?" <gasps> um, and so they get out of their car because he's walking into like a, a foresty area, and so they follow him. And <laughs> so he's looking. I think it's it's not a stick bug, but it's like um, is it a praying maybe mantis? a praying. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say maybe it is a praying mantis. That's a big one. Um, yeah. And he, like uh, Matt turns around and says like, you're not serial killers, are you? Wait, you're not serial killers. <laughs> no, 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 I think you're safe. <laughs> and I mean, at this point, no, but they definitely do become serial killers. You can think about how many like angel vessels they kill and demon vessels they kill. Like, yeah, they're, they're killing the people too. Like they're... Yeah. They do become serial killers for sure. Let's yeah, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I thought that was. I, I wrote that line down as well. I thought that was pretty funny because I was like, no, I'm thinking mm, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> like, give it a season or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Dean tells him that Linda dies of spider bites, and Matt's kind of been tracking this. Like, he's realised that there's something weird up with the bugs in the area. Like, he said they're all like massing there and stuff. And like again, like Sam brings up his own dad in a weird retrospective way right like yeah. roundabout way he's like well did you tell your dad and matt's like oh no he's too disappointed with his freak son larry doesn't listen to me why not mostly he's too disappointed in his freak son i hear you you do and sam's like yeah you know i hear you like <laughs> i fully understand what you're going through and he was like you know, in two years, something great's going to happen to you. You're going to turn 18. And he's like, what? He's like, then you can go to college. Well, don't sweat it, because in two years, something great's going to happen. What? College. And you'll be able to get out of that house and away from your dad. What kind of advice is that? Kids should stick with his family. Yeah. Like, that was kind of... I don't know. That You shouldn't be giving family advice. Like, yeah, that's kind of, it kind of stepped out of line for me on that one. Like, I get what he's trying to say. Like, you don't have to worry about it. But at the same time, like, you haven't dealt with your own family issues. Don't yes. give it advice. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think even Dean says, like, like, you know, he should stick with his family. Like, he's often the other view on this. Like, he should stick with his family. Like, why are you giving advice on this? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, don't take your own family issues out on other people. Not out on other people, but, you know, like. <laughs> I don't know, he's using this kid to like work through his own issues with his dad. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's a it's it's an odd one. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean they they walk into the forest and they see what I put as a big creepy patch of ground. Um, yeah, I just I think I wrote a big mound. Yeah. And it's like full of worms. Um so obviously Dean sticks his hand in there because Yeah. Why That's not? what you do. Like, I, I like the fact that he picked, like pokes with a stick first. <laughs> <laughs> so convenient that there's a yeah, stick there. Exactly. Um, and they find a skull. Um, yeah. And I guess they and find more as well because we see like a box there with full of bones and things. So I wrote here that's an unmarked grave because in the last <laughs> week episode where there was an actual tomb tombstone. Yeah. And it was a in quote unmarked grave no this is an unmarked grave yeah just is- like this this pile of dirt and there's bugs in it <laughs> like, yeah that's, that's an unmarked grave oh, um, me. <laughs> so all right before we get into this next bit yeah. because this bit is important why would you cover a box with your coat <laughs> like that is more suspicious to me than if he just carried this box. Because if you, if someone stopped you, you can just be like, "Hey, it's an art project. You're on a college campus. Like nobody's gonna be no. that weirded out by it." And I was just like, "Why? Why? You just, it's gloomy. You should be wearing a coat, but your coat is covering the box. Like what?" <laughs> to in be the honest, box? I feel like on my university campus, like someone could walk, you know, be walking around with a cardboard box full of skulls, and like, yeah, no one would have even giving you a second look like right <laughs> and they, they had a they had a plan of where they were going so like yeah. we'll get into where they were going but like it's just like also you've got a box for the bones outside of the department for anthropology no one's gonna be asking right. you <laughs> exactly exactly like anthropology is a study of culture and bones like it's it's 
Anyway, whatever. Yeah, it would have been fine. But yes, he's, he decides to act shady about it, which <laughs> brings more attention to it, I feel. So we're like, why is that guy covering that box? Like, <laughs> I'd want to know what was in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it like, is there cats in it? And they're trying to stop. Yeah. Like, what? What? Anyway. I get so just, excited was... and I think there are like animals in a box. <laughs> 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 like my day can be made like if you're at the train station and you see someone with like a cat in a box and you're like oh! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm I mean I I don't see that very often um so you, you know though, what that's why it's special prob- <laughs> yeah it's true this is true um yeah okay so as they're walking into this department they at these conversations are peppered throughout this episode of them talking about John and their relationship with John, and basically that whole family dynamic. And this one is just as important. Like Dean starts this with, "How could you tell? Uh, how could you tell that kid to ditch his family?" And Sam's like, "Oh, I know what he's going through." Mm-hmm. And and then sort of Dean get like lays into him about the fact that he's really really disrespectful to John. I know what the kid's going through. About telling him to respect his old man. How's that for advice? Dean, come on. This isn't about his old man. You think I didn't respect that? That's what this is about. Like when he left for college, they were like arguing and they were both shouting at each other. And I, I don't, I mean, obviously, I think it's probably like a really emotional time when he left. So there would be mm-hmm. like words thrown around. I remember that fight. In fact, I seem to recall a few choice phrases coming out of your mouth. But like, this is again, like no one considered Dean in this, I don't think, because he can obviously recall what was said. Right. right. So he was there and having to watch his like brother and his dad like argue. Yeah, and like so he so Sam brings up the point that like most fathers would be proud that their son got a full ride to Stanford. Yeah. And not kick him out of the house or kick him out of wherever they were. Mm-hmm. Um and like Dean also brings up the fact that like so John had said like John had kicked him out, said some pr- probably some pretty nasty things. Maybe yeah. I don't, we don't know. But Dean says he remembers Sam having some choice words or phrases too. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to explain that, like, whenever John had a spare moment, he would actually travel to Stanford to make sure that he was yeah. safe. What are you talking about? He's afraid of what could have happened to you if he wasn't around. But even when you two weren't talking, he used to swing by Stanford whenever he could. Keep an eye on you. Make sure you were safe. And so I think because of, like, this comes up, like, the main reason for this does come up because the way that I kind of interpreted this, and I Mm -hmm. guess it comes true later on, is John was truly scared that, not not that, like, something every day would happen to him, but something supernatural would happen to him. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I, I, like, heard that and I was like, well, was he actually just, like looking out for him or was he checking up on him to see if anything had happened you know Mm -hmm. which I guess makes sense but like it makes you wonder more about like John's motives if he was going to go see him at Stanford (sighs) yeah and like so Dean's like clearly like conflicted with all Mm -hmm. of this because he he probably also you know like with the shapeshifter episode we heard how like resent how resentful he was and how jealous he was for like how Sam like how Sam managed to have a life. Yeah. Whereas he couldn't have because mm-hmm. there was so much pressure put on him. 
and the fact that Dean forms like super strong bonds with who he considers his family. Yeah. And that, I mean, that comes up like throughout the rest of the, the show, like until yeah. it ends. Ugh, like yeah. the people that he considers family, he will go to the end of the world for. Yeah. Um, And he, uh, he can't, at this point, he can't seem to express that to Sam or like Sam's not listening to that. Mm. So it's kind of, I don't know, this this conversation I was like, this this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we hoped for in Hookman. Yeah. Um but you know, it came up in like the middle of this. Um <laughs> and it, it didn't really come to a conclusion. They're both like, okay, we'll just have to drop it. Like we can't Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it right now, kind of thing. I I mean I guess in a narrative sense, like it's making me feel like this will be resolved at some point when they find John. Mm-hmm. Um so it kind of makes sense that way. I just, yeah, I feel I, I feel bad because I feel like Dean was obviously pulled in two different directions because he obviously cares about his dad and he obviously cares about Sam. So mm-hmm. he's kind of stuck in the middle. Whereas I don't know if Sam feels that same kind of like attachment there. Yeah. Like he was quite, he was quite pleased to leave. I don't know if he would have ever gone back if he didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. I, I think he probably would have stayed as a lawyer and like... Mm-hmm gone on with his life i mean it's that's unfortunately that's not actually that uncommon with certain families that you never yeah. speak to your family again so it's, it's but can you imagine what how dean would have felt going yeah. through like the rest of the season without his brother oh, 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 oh. or the rest of the show even if it was just like dean and john it would not have been as good I, as it is no i don't think it would yeah i don't think it would have ended well i mean okay. <laughs> but no don't say it <laughs> Um, yeah, so. yeah, really interesting. Like, in, uh, I wasn't expecting this in this episode. <laughs> Neither was I. I because because of how badly rated it was, I was like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, we'll just yeah. we'll watch it, see what happens. If it's it's not going to really be anything, but no, no, there's this actually heavy heavy theme throughout. Mm-hmm, um, definitely, as so. like family, I guess, and being an outcast almost. I don't know mm-hmm. what the main sort of feel here was, but. Maybe it was that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <gasps> okay, so they go and talk to a professor of anthropology and they claim to be in his class. And he's just like, huh. I think he's like, mm, yeah, but I think he knows he's <laughs> not in his class. <laughs> yeah. But he's obviously got some interesting things to look at, so maybe he doesn't care. But um, So he says these bones are about 170 years old and he says they're like Native American in origin apparently and that he suggests that they go talk to some um like local people about this because he doesn't know any like local legends or anything uh relating mm-hmm. to this site particularly so i mean so they 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 go i, I guess it's to a reservation um yeah I think and, so. yeah and they talk to uh, a guy there whose name is joe and he kind of gives them all this exposition about like why this place might be like seeing things supernaturally but it i mean it basically boils down to like native american burial ground trope like yeah you don't really need to go into the details here but that's what this whole like i guess monster of the week is i'm i'm wondering why if this is this is the reason that this episode is is rated so badly on like imdb is because of the use of this trope in this episode yeah i'm i'm inclined to believe uh to uh to agree with you on that one um because it, it does feel i mean they they kind of they kind of did it with uh wendigo because that is a native american um urban legend too yeah 
but like it's it was just with that one it felt like i guess because it's an actual monster and like Mm. rather than like this kind of like there's no resolve with this yeah it's just a curse so like with wendigo it's kind of related to like folk i feel like it's more folklore like local folklore like you Mm. have that in various sort of regions in a country like um people might believe certain things about that area but with this like I mean, people have probably written better stuff than we can talk about here, but it's a fairly like harmful trope because it kind of like others people like makes them seem like mystical and right. like you know, let's call it out what it is. It's pretty racist, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's it's not great, and it's kind of something that should be like left behind. And I think later on, they I think this is reason why like. Kripke said this is one of his least favorite episodes I think they kind of realized that they used this trope in a kind of lazy way um, yes because actually like the reason for the the bugs and stuff and all the things happening could have well been related to something else so yeah I mean like they could have chosen something else and like or if they were gonna do this Mm -hmm. like so they they find out it's a curse or maybe they could have used like Native American like traditions to try and like rid them of the curse or something Rather than just being like, it's the white man that must be killed. And on the sixth day, nobody will survive to, you know. Yeah, like, it's, it's all very... It was, it was yeah, it, it was definitely lazy. It was definitely, like, not... It It didn't feel like a supernatural episode. It felt like a yeah. cheap, like, cop-out, basically. Yeah, for sure. I... And just super disrespectful, I guess. Yeah, disappointing. I've said that before. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's going to be my word, isn't it? When these things come up, it's just disappointing. Um, yeah. I guess this is what happens when maybe you don't have that diverse, like uh, like people maybe writing on things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I I think this stuff is, I hope like this stuff's improving, to be honest. Like, like I think media is improving. It's just, you know. It's taking its time. <laughs> it's taking its time. So, they, they, yeah, they find out from this that on the sixth night, which... Um, happens to be the same day this is basically going to come to like uh, a climax and everyone on that land is going to die by bugs i guess so they they say an interesting line here mm-hmm. so, something along the line i'm paraphrasing a little bit but you don't break a curse you just get out of its way I'm yes just like that they had some pretty good advice which they definitely did not follow <laughs> later That's on so true i didn't think of it that way but like yeah stop trying to solve curses then you said it like before exactly <laughs> that you can't you just, do anything about it <laughs> just or get out of its way <laughs> maybe stop trying to curse yourselves anyway <sighs> so, <laughs> um, yeah so we cut to matthew he's in the garden at night and he find, finds a bunch of cockroaches which i'm sure is your favorite <laughs> Um, well so i don't there was something about that that just kind of made me laugh i think it just reminded me of like men in black when that happened oh, anyway, yeah. it, was, it was just like a it made me it it wasn't that bad yeah and so they decided they would you know they have to get out of the way of this curse so they're not going to try and solve it they're just going to try and get the people off the property so they survive the night um i don't know what their plan was to do afterwards because surely this was going to keep happening but i'm sure they had a plan for that Who to knows? stop them from going back so Dean's ringing Larry um, and he's trying to call in like there's a gas leak, but he's not having it. He likes, well, I know this guy's voice and you're not him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam rings Matthew and he says to him to get his family out and like just do whatever it takes. And then yep. Dean takes the phone and is like, no, don't do that. 
<laughs> like tell him that he needs to go to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty smart advice. Um, yeah, it's true. So, so at that point, I'm pretty sure Larry would guess that it's not true just because he's had this weird phone call for them to leave and then suddenly yeah. his son has like a pain on his side. Maybe his mum, like if he went to his mum, yeah, it might have worked it. okay. Uh, but the that particular one, I, I don't, I don't think it would have worked even if he had lied. I put here like, I wonder if Dean gives us his advice because he knows how to deal with difficult people. <laughs> you know, you're not he, wrong. He has you're more experience wrong. of dealing with John than Sam does, mm-hmm. so maybe he would think of things that would work on him rather than yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so actually, so it's. I mean, again, overthinking it a little bit. But when they when they go to talk to uh, Joe in the on the reservation, yeah, um, Joe doesn't let Dean speak. He says you're a liar and basically like doesn't like him. Yeah, and then Sam actually tells them the truth, and he's like he then explains what was going on. Mm-hmm. So and it comes back to this conversation that like Sam's like saying no, tell him the truth, and Dean's like no, 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 just lie. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, mean- I don't know. I don't know I mean, what to read into that or if there is anything to read into that, really. Yeah, that Sam always seems to tell, well, mostly tell the truth and Dean does lie more easily. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't think... It, Maybe it's a morality I th- thing again? I yeah, I I think it's like, again, this whole theme of this episode. Actually, yes, it, yeah. Sorry, my brain's like, tick, tick, tick. Um, <laughs> because Sam is being very truthful in this episode with how he feels about John and like leaving and stuff. And Dean is more like, he's very much on John's side and saying that there's like nothing wrong with their family and how they live and you know that let's be honest but, that's a big lie <laughs> yeah this lie by denial for sure yeah hmm interesting hmm. yeah see that brain does work sometimes um, <laughs> <laughs> so they turn up and Matthew's like sorry I couldn't get him to leave because I told the truth like okay <laughs> um yes so, like, Sam and Dean are basically kind of shouting at Larry and trying to convince him to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, they don't have to try and convince him for long because, like, the bug zapper starts going crazy and there's all these bugs in the sky. So it becomes a biblical obvious. swarm. Bug yes. swarm. I like the way he referred to it as that. <laughs> yeah, biblical. <laughs> so they try and lock down the house, but um, all the phones are dead and the electric's out. Because um, apparently it's been chewed through. Like, I would, I would understand that if it was they'd gone with like locust because locusts just eat everything yeah. but I don't think bugs like uh, sorry I don't think bees just chew th- through things I guess maybe it was like there was sort of a battalion of insects <laughs> like yeah, different types to do different things to attack these people <laughs> I don't know coordinated um, yeah so they decide they're going to try and outlast it in the house um, because they think that hopefully it should end at sunrise so <laughs> Dean finds some bug spray <laughs> and like everyone sort of looks at him like what but he's pretty serious like this is going to help <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of does but kind of doesn't yeah um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about your bit of trivia that you've told me before like yes! when we first when we first started this podcast she was like I'm so excited to tell you about this one piece of trivia for this one episode I was like all right take it away <laughs> okay so <laughs> and this people probably already know this i feel like it's quite well known but i'm gonna say it anyway because it makes me really happy so when they initially filmed this they were trying to cgi the bees in the house uh, but they they could the cgi wasn't quite right i guess you could kind of see that with how bad the spiders were 
that they couldn't get it to look quite right. So instead, their solution to this was to fill the room with actual bees. <laughs> um, so I, I think apparently, I think Jensen was the first person to get stung by these bees. They put like lining in their outfits to stop the insects from like crawling up their sleeves and stuff. Um, but everyone got stung. Well, so um, after like the so they're in the like living room, and then he's like upstairs, upstairs. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, whatever. Um, you can actually see the the bugs the the bee sting on his forehead. That's the first yes. one I noticed. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I can't believe they I can't believe they agree to this. First of all, like, I w- yeah. So they filled this room full of bees. They filmed the whole thing. And then when they go back to look at the footage, the bees just don't appear on the camera. <laughs> so they had to CGI them in anyway. So they went through all this, got stung. And I think you can... See, I don't know if it's makeup. I think maybe that it's probably not. But once they get past all of the bugs and everything, you can see that they are stung on their faces. Yeah, um, you definitely yeah, can. Definitely yeah. can. Like, I, I, I think I counted, like, five on um, Jared's face. Yeah. And maybe, like, three on Jensen's. It's like, why... Okay. Like, you can get bug re- repellent spray. Like, why wouldn't you spray yourself with that? At least it would help. I mean, maybe they did, and so that's why yeah. they weren't literally stung to death, because that's usually what happens. Um, the problem is, is, like, being around bees is generally actually is quite safe, as long as you're not acting and, like pretending to freak out about them because i'm sure that meant they got stung more right and also with a like with a flamethrower <laughs> that he has no, with his I bug spray it, yeah. like like that's gonna that's gonna agitate them <laughs> and like whoever whoever gave them these bees is probably a little bit pissed that like a whole bunch of them probably died i don't did they, was the flamethrower actually real or did they cgi that i don't like i think it's <laughs> Well, I mean, they would have. He would have been spraying something anyway. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, for sure. And I think it is real. I I do think it is real, just because of like it was. If it was CGI, like it was really well done, mm. <laughs> and nothing else was well done in this episode. <laughs> I never thought about that when I was watching the scene. That maybe that's spray. But yeah, like the things they put. <laughs> so like I, I was saying, like in Dead in the Water, they like basically drowned Jensen like you know <laughs> holding him underwater before he like bobs back up now he's in a room full of bees like what else I mean there's other stuff coming up we'll point it out yeah I, yeah I'm not sure what it's not so far nothing too bad <laughs> um, yeah I just I couldn't believe that when I heard it I was just like this is no need for me to be in this room of bees anyway that was my trivia that I'm really excited they established that it was like about midnight when they got to the house. Yes. And that it would all be over at sunrise. Mm-hmm. Apparently sunrise is at like 1220. <laughs> because well, yes, like sunrise comes really early. Yeah. I, at, th- at first I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe like the, the Native American tribe like did something that are coming with flames or something when they, because you kind of see like um an orangey hue starts to take over yeah. the sky and i was like okay that's kind of cool no no the sun's rising at like 20 minutes into this bug attack like no <laughs> yeah that's, that's so it was the timing was really really weird like i'm thinking that's probably another thing that people caught on because there's no way that sunset like even if you took in like movie time which mm-hmm. you know is usually like much shorter 
that initial like attack of bees was so fast. Yeah. And like, I don't know. There's there's there was no indication that hours has passed. Yeah, I thought something like, yeah, like mystical was happening because I was like, no way it's sunrise. And then it just was. <laughs> this is like, oh, so they didn't actually do anything. Like this episode, I mean, the family might have got stung more by bees, but actually probably the exact same thing would have happened if Sam and Dean weren't there. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I don't know how much they helped in this situation. I mean, if a little bit, the flamethrower probably helped an amount, but they were definitely going to get like eaten by bees. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> if the sun hadn't risen, like, yeah, because like the it also doesn't make sense that like so we saw that the the Travis's friend who I've completely forgotten his name, mm. um, he was killed within five minutes because it was the time it took for him to get a rope and back to the hole again. Yeah, um, Linda Bloom died probably within a few minutes. She fell yep. out of the shower and like she was dead before morning. Mm-hmm. It's just like. But suddenly they could survive for at least four hours. Yeah, I mean it was supposed to be it was supposed to be March, which sunrise is not that early in March. It's nope. usually probably around seven o'clock. So technically, probably more like seven hours. Mm-hmm. They survived with this tiny ass piece of bug spray and flamethrower. No, yeah, no. I know. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it's not good, but it it's happens. So, <laughs> yep. I think there's like a, maybe this is season 15, season 14, but I think they do address, maybe it's earlier, they do address how badly written this episode is in the show, where it's like, oh, they do? Oh, yeah, 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 they do. They're talking to Chuck, and I think he says like, oh, you had to live through like bad, like the bad writing of bugs. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't remember that. Yeah, they knew it was bad. Um, Yeah, I, I don't think it's anybody's favorite episode, but I no. for for the conversations at least, it's worth watching, I guess. So yeah, yeah they they saved the day. They didn't really. The, the sun did, <laughs> but um, yeah. And I did put like, oh, you can see the bug stings on their faces, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say it, it's morning, and they say goodbye to Larry, and he explains that the development's now on hold. Like no one's going to be moving in there. He's like shutting it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting because I don't know how much power you would have to do that. Like, surely if someone thinks they can build houses there now, someone's going to do it eventually. Yeah, um, I guess so. Because I'm not sure how that works, like whether it is just like one person does all the development or if it's mm-hmm. like a company and he's just like, he's the head of that company or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he said it was a bad financial decision, but he seems pretty happy because uh, it's implied that Ola, his relationship with his son is better now because of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, and then Sam says goodbye to Matt and he's getting rid of all his bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Because they creep him out now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, he kind of says goodbye to him. And then, so the end of this episode, so Sam and Dean are kind of leaning against the Impala watching this family pack up their stuff and sam says like oh i want to find dad now and like he says that he wants to apologize to him i think he says i want to apologize for all the things that i said and i realized that like he was doing the best that he could i want to apologize to him for what 
All the things I said to him? He was just doing the best he could. And then Dean's Which, like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you can apologise, but we'll be fighting again in five minutes. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, it's all very uh, chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote, it's a bit of a weird turn. Um, yeah. Because, like, it it didn't feel very, like, I don't really feel like that was, would be the conclusion that you would come to. Not really. No. no. Like, so the reason why it worked for this family that we've just seen is because like there was truth in what Sam uh, what I keep calling Matt Sam um, what, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hairstyles the same the styling's the same it was they yeah. were, it's like mini me anyway um <laughs> so like you know the Larry realized that listening to his son would have actually helped the situation rather than like fight him Mm-hmm. But there hasn't been any kind of that resolution yet. Like, no. okay, we've heard we've heard that that John used to say that he was really proud of Sam through on a Phantom Traveler. Like the mm-hmm. he was telling, um, his name was Jerry, right? Yeah. Um, and Dean just revealed that he went to Stanford to check up on him. But even mm-hmm. still, like in that situation, it's not Sam's responsibility to apologize. No, no. Because he's the child, and like, granted, like, I know that for for me personally, I have apologized to my parents for the way I acted as a teenager because yeah. I know it was horrendous. So <laughs> everybody does need to have that conversation eventually. But yeah. like, I feel like sometimes it should. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't give parenting advice. <laughs> um, but, and I don't remember how my conversation about being a teenager like started. Yeah. But I do feel like it should be initiated by the parents rather than mm. the child. But at the same time, it does make sense for a child. Like, you've grown out of it, so it's, like, your sort of, like, rite of passage to be like, hey, I, I really, I acknowledge that I was a dick as a child, as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. I think that's completely right. Like, I'm also not a parent. But I think that the best thing you can say to like a child when you know you've been wrong and like John must know that he reacted badly is like you just you would have to admit to them that you did wrong and mm-hmm. apologize genuinely I don't think Sam owes John an apology <laughs> at, no, all, not at all actually um, because yeah you're right he was probably like you know he's only 22 now so he would have been younger when he left for college there's no way there's just no way and yeah, this this was a weird thing for me because actually nothing's been resolved here. Like, Sam and Dean haven't had a conversation in which to resolve this either. Their last conversation they had, it was at the, like, Anthropology Institute or whatever. And they <laughs> just cut it off then and didn't really talk about it again. They were, you know. So I guess it leaves it open to it being resolved with John and, like, they're trying to say that this is going to be resolved when they meet him. But I think... It would have been better, instead of Sam saying that he wanted to apologise, is if he had said something like, oh, I wish, like, like Dad could understand me like Larry now understands Matt. Like, something along that effect, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like a mirroring rather than, like, oh, watching this family be happy has resolved all of our issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, and which clearly hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's... It makes me just feel him so much. It's just like, because you know, John's a, a, a dick. So. He, <laughs> like, he is. 
Yeah. Uh, and like the hero worship that Dean has for him in this episode, like he defends him so much and defends like the mm-hmm. hunting way of life so much. And you know that it's not true. Like, you know, he doesn't feel like this because of the last episode also as well. It, you know, it, the fact that he's saying like, you left me with him. And yeah, I think, I think the good thing is, is once they do finally get together with John, maybe they understand each other a bit better. But we'll discuss that when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this this episode was heavy, but well, yeah, it was definitely heavy and very much unexpected for how low it was rated. Yeah. Um, I don't so. think it was necessarily a bad episode. I think there is the makings of a good episode there with poor execution <laughs> and some bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was definitely some some choices that were made yes. that probably should not have been made. Um, exactly. And a couple of like cop outs that, you know, they, they could have avoided, but you know. Yeah, definitely. It is what it is. Um we can't, they obviously can't go back and change it. They've, and if it's true that they acknowledged how bad it was, then you know it's it is. It is what good it is. that they, yeah, yeah. yep. <sighs> so next week's episode is home. Um, I don't think either of us are particularly looking forward to this one because it's probably going to destroy us emo- emotionally. I'm not Let's ready. be real. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the the first super emotional episode of the series season rather and i mean i don't i don't really remember this episode like this there's, there's very few episodes from here on out that i truly remember so we will see how that goes yes and yeah, yeah. i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm worried about how long the episode of the podcast is going to be <laughs> <laughs> so Fair warning uh, about next week. It may be longer than usual. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just keep us on in the background. I'm sure <laughs> we're somewhat entertaining to you guys. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, we, we are seeing your comments. We are seeing, like, responding and stuff. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, it but, makes us really yeah. happy. Thank you so much. It, yes. But um, we are still stuck in purgatory. Hopefully next week we'll get out.